Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 827. Well, probably from uh, Ed Winfield, the famous uh, cam grinder and carburetor expert and uh, race car driver, too, you know. He taught me the word volumetric efficiency, filling the cylinder completely, cylinder completely to get the most power at various speeds. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am very honored and so revved up and very excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ed Iskandarian. But all of his buddies call him Isky. So, Isky, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I'm all set. Here we go. Ed Iskandarian is a treasured legend in the world of American hot rodding. To tell the life story of Ed Isky Iskandarian is to tell the history of hot rodding in America. He was born in 1921 to first-generation Armenian immigrants. Isky got heavily into hot rodding early in his life. He was in car clubs before World War II and became known as a cam grinder, making cams for himself and for other hot rodders. He grew his business and became a leading authority in less than 10 years. He was a gifted machinist. He's an innovator, a leader in the aftermarket performance industry, and with a natural knack for promotions, his company, Isky Racing Cams in Culver City, California, became known worldwide. He's made cams for all the greats and many famous racers, including people like Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, and James Garner. And today, very special day for you Carsdale listeners, we're going to give away several copies of a new autobiography titled Isky. Ed Iskandarian and the History of Hot Rodding. It's authored by past Cars yeah guest Matt Stone and published by CarTech Books with a foreword by the late Vic Edelbrock Jr. Isky, it is a pleasure to have you here. Before I jump into the questions, can you big, give a big hello to our listeners out there? Hello, hello there, uh, racing fans and racing brethren, I like to call them. And uh, hope I'll make it, try and make it interesting for you. Oh, absolutely. We're going to have some fun. Well, as we walk through what is your life, which, my goodness, we could talk for days about what your life is all about. I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of a saying that's been important in your life. It's a nice way to get the cams turning and the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Isky, take the wheel. Well, uh, I think let's try it is a good one to start with. Let's just go ahead and try it. Maybe it'll work. Let's try it. You know, I love that. Well, how did you incorporate that concept into your business over all these years? Because, my goodness, you've been doing this for a long time. Well, uh, because uh, I, I like to look at the old stuff. The cars, the automobile engine's over 100 years old now, and I'd like to go back and see the old stuff and see uh, – <laughs> Why did they do this and why did they do that? And some of those ideas can be brought back and they look new, but they be, you want to look at the old stuff too. Absolutely. You know, you just said something there that made me think for a moment. Now, Ed, you're a spry, young, 96-year-old man, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and you just said that the automotive engine's been around for about a hundred years. So the engine's been around not too much longer than you've been around. That's pretty incredible. 
That's true. Yeah, yeah. I started with the Model T's, you know, and then uh, very simple and easy to understand. And uh, we had friends in the neighborhood uh, that belonged to car clubs. I was lucky they were right in our neighborhood, and they would help me. We learned from the older fellas. They were five or maybe even ten years older than us and would give us advice how to work on a Model T engine and how to hop it up and so forth, these kind of things. So, so we learned from them, the older guys. When did you first realize what a cam was and you had some inkling that that was going to be a big part of your life? Well, guys that uh, built up a hot rod or a gouge job or a hot iron in those days, we called them. If they went fast, and, uh, especially up at Muroc Dry Lake, 100 miles from Los Angeles, well, by golly, we'd want to know uh, the most mysterious thing was the camshaft, and usually made by Ed Winfield, who was born in 1901 and passed away in about 1980. Uh, so that was the most mysterious part, which uh, no one understood that well, you know. We figured it was a high-tech thing because Winfield was uh, so knowledgeable about carburetors, camshafts, and hopping up racing engines. And the, maybe the foremost uh, in the, one of the first five in the whole world, you know. To work on cams. Uh, yeah. You know, I want to go back in time a little bit here and have you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars. Now, you're going to have to go way back to remember this one, but is there a pivotal moment in your life when you kind of thought to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm a car guy. This is what my life's going to be about. Uh, well, uh, when we first saw these little cars go by, which were stripped down Model T's usually, I thought, gee, what could be more fun than that, riding around with one or two guys that fit in the car and lightweight, and they were faster than all the big cars on, on the road because they're lightweight and fast. And I thought, what could be more fun than that? That's that's what I like to do. And it wasn't long before we could buy a Model T for 5 or $10 <laughs> and sitting in a vacant lot, and we'd drag it home and start taking it apart and learning how to work on it. Wow. Do you remember when you first rode in a Model T or a hot rod? Do you remember how old you were? Well, uh, my dad had a Model T, and uh, I, I was, uh, that was the first car I ever rode in, yeah. My dad was a blacksmith, but uh, he, he wasn't an automobile mechanic. But uh, So we had to learn from those uh, older guys once we got interested in cars. I love that. We'd buy a car for five or ten bucks, drag it home, and figure out how to make it work. So that was very cool. Well, you're a guy, Iski, who's been in business for himself his entire life. It's absolutely incredible what you've done. An entrepreneur at heart, of course. So I would assume along the way you faced a lot of challenges and maybe even a few failures that you had to deal with. So I'd love for you to pick just one. If you can think about it, take us there, kind of walk us through that challenging time and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you move forward. Well, at first, uh, we heard about high-speed distributors where you use, on a V8 engine, you use two coils instead of one. It's like two four-cylinders, and you'd get a lot of higher RPM. I remember the Spalding brothers were famous for doing that, and we, we found out how they did it, and then we w would copy that idea. Uh, so that way, uh, we could get high revs from a V8 engine. Instead of one coil, we had two coils. We spread the load between two coils. And uh, I remember uh, my teacher in school uh, 
One day she mentioned, you won't amount to anything unless you go to college. I said, you mean after grammar school, mid school, and high school, we still have to go to college? (laughs) Uh, And I I love to take uh, broken or bad parts apart and see how they work and what was inside. So uh, by the time I got out of high school, I could make a few parts that would uh, make a living, I thought, yeah. You know, I could start a business fixing things at that time. Sure. uh, After I got out of high school. Well, we are sure happy that you did that. That's absolutely spectacular. And, uh, you know, I think the next thing I want to ask you about is kind of an aha moment in your career. Now, having a career as long as you've had, you probably had a hundred plus aha moments when you realize, oh, this is the way I need to take my business or this is the way I need to take my life. But is there one that really stands out for you? Well, it's when I uh, picked up a set of overhead valve heads for a model uh, for the Ford V8 engine, which was a flathead. And I knew I needed a special cam. I had to go to the old master himself, which was Ed Winfield, born in 1901, and won a lot of races with his Model T racing car. And uh, he made me a special cam for it. And he let me come into his shop and see the cam grinding machine he had made. Wow. And I was fascinated by it. And I thought, gee, maybe I could even make one of those uh, with my little machine shop training and the apprentice machine shop. Yeah. But right now, we're getting interested in just finishing this car. So anyway, it was time to go in the service. And all the all these guys that used to race up there at the Murag Dry Lake, they learned a lot more working on government machinery, So, uh, including me. And uh, after that, that's when I decided I'd like to try and make cams. Wow. You know, that is pretty incredible. You think about an icon like Winfield, and that's where you got your inspiration to start your business. I mean, this is mind-blowing to me because we're talking about a long time ago, a very special time in history, and then you went off and served your country. This was during World War II, is that right? Yes. And what branch of the service did you serve in World War II? Uh, Army Air Corps. Army Air Corps. I, yeah, I wanted to be a pilot and a uh, fighter pilot like everybody else, all the kids were. So, and I found out that some of the young kids were better at it than me. The kids I were in with in primary flying school, they were... I was about 21, and they were only 18, so uh, I found out they were better at it than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to say I appreciate your service to this great country. That's absolutely spectacular. But you're right. A lot of our servicemen came back from World War II very excited to take the things they learned in the military and apply them to the hot rods and things like that. So I would assume that's something when you came back from uh, serving, that that's what you did with your business. Is that right? That's right, yeah. And uh, I did feel a little bit like uh, I was horning in on Winfield's business, but there were other cam grinders. And later on, I found out he said, if I would do you wanted, I would have helped you get in the cam grind business, he said. Wow. If you would have. And so he didn't, he didn't mind me going in to that. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, let's uh, talk about a proudest career or business moment. I would assume you've had a whole lot of those because you've made a whole lot of people happy. You've employed people. You've created things for people. You've made people or helped people win races and their cars and things. But is there one very proud moment that stands out for you? Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, I, ca- I got to look at chicken eggs and uh, this particular one the base circle was a big round fat part 
and I noticed it looked like an overhead valve, soft action, push rod engine or rock rod engine. And I thought, let's take some readings off this. And by golly, I don't think it'll work, but let's try it. And by golly, it made a big jump on the dynamometer of 75 horsepower in one shot. And on a 327 Chevy engine, we jumped uh, to 1.3 horsepower per cubic inch at high RPM. We'd go up to 8,500 RPM without a problem. This is a cam that I thought wouldn't work. I told my dyno man... uh, try it. I'm pretty sure it won't work. Let's make sure it's no good. And by God, it was just what the engine needed. You know, this is incredible. I'm getting goosebumps on my arms listening to this because you took an egg as an inspiration. Yeah. Something from nature that's been around for millions of years. Very plain, simple, basic. But the geometry of that egg led to a great cam. That's right. This is an incredible story. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And then the, then one of our uh, engine baby, Dave Zuccio, came one day and he said, Isky, I want you to make me a Super Laguerre cam. I said, boy, that sounds good. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it was we found out it was Italian expression for light and fast. So we started using that term and it went over pretty good. Wow. But the Itali- it was an Italian expression. Oh, yeah. For, fast, for one of their fast uh, cars, you Of know. course, yeah. You see many of the carrozzerias, the, the body designers from Italian cars using Superleggera as a term for the design of their body styles. But this is really cool that you picked it up for the design of lightweight, fast cams. So... Yeah. That is very cool. Well, you know, let's go back in time again here, way back in time. And I would love for you to talk about your first really special car, the first car that you had that you drove, and maybe share a memory or two about that vehicle. Well, uh, that first car, uh, when we first bought a little gow job or hot rod, it was kind of junky because we didn't know that much, didn't have much in the way of tools and stuff. So I remember the first one, uh, I got tired of it. I wanted to build something a little better, and I only could all I got for it was seven dollars. I wish I had it back now to just for till. Yeah, <laughs> but it actually would run. It was a hopped up Model T with a front neck head, uh-huh. and, and all it would bring is seven dollars. Wow! Because I wanted to start another car, something. Because I learned a little more now and wanted to build, build something better. That was about thirty-nine. Yeah, nineteen thirty-nine. Wow! You used a term there about the what you called the hot rods. What was that again? Yeah. Uh, well. This car will get up and go, and I think that became Gao. Ah! This got a lot of Gao. A lot, lot of Gao, yeah. Gow. And then the hot iron sometimes, they'd say, but somehow after the word hot rod came in, that stuck pretty good. Oh, yeah, I think that stuck. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there an automobile you've owned in your past that you really wish you had back? You mentioned that cam that you wish you had back. You're the first guest who's ever mentioned wanting a cam back. But how about a car? Well, I'd like to have that old uh, first hot rod that was a little junky, just for fun to show people how we got started. Yeah. Uh, For very little money, you know. Yeah. And, uh... Do you know where that car, does that car still exist or is it long gone? No, no, it's all gone. Especially during World War II, everything got into scrap piles and stuff. That was a shame. A lot of good good examples went to 
to the iron mill, you know. Oh, sure. No, I, I can yeah. imagine we lost a lot of great cars during that time. Well, let's talk about today, Iski, because my goodness, you're 96 years old. You've been in the business forever. You're still out there kicking and fighting, and here you are sitting in your office today talking to me. Uh, I think you're just one of those icons and hard workers that everyone should be very proud of. What are you doing today? What gets you out of bed today? What has you really excited and fired up about what you're doing in your life now? Well, uh, right now I'm thinking about the overlap period. You know, that came about accidentally as the uh, performance uh, and camshaft development came along. And I want to really increase the overlap a great deal. And I think we might have something. We'll try be trying that pretty soon. Wow. And on a one-cylinder test engine and see if it'll work. Wow. Yeah. So at this point, you are still innovating. You're still looking at that egg and trying to figure out something magical to do with yeah. a cam. Wow. I'm hoping that when the exhaust valve opens and we get the bottom center, that the pressure is all gone and we can start opening the intake valve even on the upstroke of the piston, which is usually figured we're pumping out the last of the exhaust to clean out the cylinder. But I'm figuring it might be all gone and I can start opening the intake valve very early and I'd be cringing on the exhaust stroke. The overlap will impinge on the exhaust stroke. Right. We're going to try that. Wow. You know... You are an awesome inspiration to people out there that are never stop innovating, never stop being imaginative, always be thinking of the future and how you can improve. Absolutely stunning. And I wanted to touch a little bit on this cool book I have here. We're Skyping today, so I've got a copy of this awesome book that Matt Stone wrote. He's a past guest here on Cars yeah. What makes you happy about this book that's about your life titled Iski Ed Iskandarian, The History of Hot Rodding? Well, uh, I like the cover picture Matt Stone's daughter took, and because it was kind of shows me at work, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, not wearing a suit or anything. Usually, but they usually put someone in a suit before they, uh, about with their picture, you know. But I like it that way with the going to work. Yeah. Well, that is what you've done your whole life is you've gone to work. Yeah. You've wrapped your passion for cars into your life. You are an inspiration to people out there. And I'll remind our listeners, we're going to give away a couple copies of this book. So make sure you go to the Cars Yeah website and subscribe by clicking on the free book button. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Iski. If Iski was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? Well, I think it would be a uh Tabo Lago. Ooh. Uh, that streamlined, <laughs> beautiful car. We saw our first one at the museum here. One of our hot rod friends, uh, uh, it was the caretaker of it, and he let us come up and see this Tabo Lago. Wow. Uh, the Lago was a special head, hemi head that goes on that uh, six cylinder inline engine for racing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. About 1937, maybe. Yes, we learned quite a bit there. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Well, you're the first Tabulago here in Cars, yeah. So I, I was hoping you pick something very special for as special as you are. So that's pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool. Well, Iski, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars, yeah, sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you 
and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Okay, Iski, we are back and we're entering what I call the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, probably from uh, Ed Winfield, the famous uh, cam grinder and carburetor expert and uh, race car driver, too, you know. He taught me the word volumetric efficiency, filling the cylinder completely, cylinder completely to get the most power at various speeds. So that was one of the first things we learned, yeah, from Winfield. That is very cool. And again, to learn from an icon, a master like him, that is very special. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Well, uh, probably perseverance. uh, And uh, let me think about it some more and this (laughs) and that. I don't know. Like uh, sometimes my desk is... uh, Filled with half-done projects, uh, I'm waiting for some good idea to come to me later on. <laughs> I can't finish it right now. You know, uh, I'll la- I'm laughing at that because this new book that is put out about you has some pictures of your desk in this book. And oh, I, yeah. I look at those pictures and I think, now that is the desk of a guy who has a whole lot going on. Yeah. I mean, there's just piles of things. And uh, my good friend and past Cars yeah, guest, Steve Ford, who's helping put this interview together for me, I know he's there helping you. He took me on a little walk via Skype through your office before we started and showed me into your office today. And it looks the same. There's stuff piled everywhere. There's things everywhere. So uh, perseverance and always being inquisitive. I think that's uh, definitely yeah. great attributes for sure. Now, how about resources? There are a lot of great resources out there in the world today. You've seen the evolution of the internet and all the different things, but is there one that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, uh, when it comes to books, it would be uh, Harry Ricardo, that Englishman who did a lot of pioneering work on uh, aircraft and diesel engines before World War II. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a book, uh, High-Speed Combustion Engines, and uh, that, we, that we learned a lot of 
things in there that are still true true today, you know. Absolutely. So Harry Ricardo, yeah, Ricardo book. Very nice. Now, if you could go out and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Well, uh, probably Harry Ricardo. Oh, yeah, same guy, huh? I've already talked with Winfield. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I used to go up and talk with Winfield in later years. Uh, and then and I said, you know, I had to start paying you because I'm learning a lot of things I'd never get to know about the old days. And, and so he would take my money and they, <laughs> would, I would pay him, yeah. But I'm glad to do it, too. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. You know, having a great mentor in your life is oh so important. And I would assume you've probably been a great mentor to many, many people. And we thank you for that. And I'll remind our listeners too, of course, another great book would be this new book by Matt Stone titled Isky. I'll remind our listeners you can find everything that uh, Isky's been so kind to share today on his show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Ed Isky Iskandarian, and you'll find everything Ed has been so kind to share today. All right, Ed, we are up to what I call the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Oh, let me see what this is. Today, I am going to buy you any cool car on the planet. Collector car, vintage car, hot rod, classic car. I'm going to buy you anything. Money is no object today. I'm getting out the big Cars Yeah checkbook. What would that car be? Oh, yeah. Well, it would be Ed Winfield's uh, Model T that he won all those races in the uh, in the late 20s. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, he used to, with a fast little Model T, uh, had a special crankshaft in it, up, up, down, down, instead of, on a four-cylinder crank, is usually up, down, down, up, in, in order to improve the volumetric efficiency of the Siamese intake ports, he, he made that special crankshaft, which cost him about $1,500 to have that made. Wow. Uh, in 19, oh, maybe nineteen twenty. Two or so, maybe. That was a lot of money back then. Yes, it was, yeah. Wow, wow. So that would be like, nice to have that original car. Oh, yeah, I think so. Now, does that car still exist somewhere? Is it in somebody's collection? Uh, no, but there's a le- replica of it and and an engine that is almost a replica of it is partially a replica, okay. a replica of it. Yeah, they, we have, someone has already built a replica like that. Wow. Well, maybe I can talk to one of the many builders I've had on my show and have them build you one of those. They say it was up at Pebble Beach once, uh, racing up there. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Iski, this has been an incredible honor to have you on the show. I can't tell you how fun it's been to get to talk to you. You have taken us on a great ride today, and I've enjoyed your stories. I could spend hours and hours and hours talking to you. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey. Would you offer our listeners one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off down the racetrack in Ed Winfield's Model T race car? Well, uh, I guess it would be having a curiosity, taking things apart, especially if they're already broken, taking them apart and so forth. And, of course, if it wasn't for Hot Rod Magazine uh, and my $10 ad in there, got back to North Carolina where they're running a NASCAR flathead Ford V8s, and they called me up and bought two cams by airmail at $20 a piece. Wow. And they liked them. They were able to pass cars. They had more torque in the mid-range. And that that's what helped me uh, 
get started with the NASCAR guys. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, that was a good return on that investment, wasn't it? Yeah. I would say uh, things. sometimes things uh, seem like they're very technical and too, too hard to learn. And you might find that they're a little more simpler than you expect. And if you concentrate on one thing and make it your specialty or a niche, you might be the best in the whole world on that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Great advice. Now, is there a way for people to follow along with what you're doing these days? Do you have a website for your business? Oh, uh, yeah. We got a little website. Yeah. com. Yeah. com. Yeah. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Ed has been so kind to share with us today. Isky, as his buddies call him, on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type Isky into the search bar, and his page will pop up. I would encourage you to check this out, and I would encourage you to get a, your hands on a copy of this book, because we got an American icon here today, a guy who's been there, seen that, done it all. It's very, very, very cool. And I want to remind our listeners that today we're going to give away several copies of this book. So just go to the Cars yeah website, click on the free book button, and your name will be in the hat to win a copy of Ed's book. Hey, Iski, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I hope to see you down the road. Oh, thank you. And you know, uh, one thing I did in my advertising yes. is always that I put interesting things, that information in there that would like teaching so they'd read every word it wasn't just institutional race ads it would be uh they would be educational and they'd always be learning something in my ads yeah i even had a little thing called top tuners tips every month a new tip on tuning your uh, car things like that. You know, that is a brilliant idea. And one of the things I noticed when I was looking through your new book was there's copies of those ads in this book. So people can go back and see what those advertise actually look like, right? Right. Yeah. I remember uh, we went one of the old uh, performance racing industry shows back east and I met uh, uh, Bill Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Who not only makes his own cylinder heads, blocks and everything. And he, when he was a kid, he he said, I couldn't wait till the Hot Rod magazine came out until the next Top Tutor's Tip came out. I wanted to know what the next step was. And now he's a big manufacturer himself. Uh, he learned fast. Uh, he wanted to learn, too. He was curious, yeah. And I, I never realized... Uh, how important those were to the readers, you know. No, I think when you can educate your customers, um, they value the relationship so much more. That's true, yeah. That Very nice. This has been an incredible honor for me today. I can't tell you how much I have enjoyed this. Thank you for taking time out of your day to be with me. Thank you for the privilege. Thanks for the privilege, yes. Well, you're very welcome. I wish you the best. I hope I get to see you in person someday. All right? You bet. You bet. Okay. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. 
With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!